Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 25, a COVID self-interview. Hey, smart human, welcome to the podcast. First of all, I want to thank you again for listening, spreading the word. Um, the podcast is now listened to in 68 countries all over the world, which is so insane and so wonderful. Thank you very, very much. And this week, as you may be able to tell, I am down with COVID and can't think that well. Not my usual sharp self. So I thought I'd do something fun, which is to interview myself. And I think this is also going to be useful to you as a listener, because this is one of the things I tell people who are entrepreneurs and who totally undervalue themselves. And even sometimes people who um, work for a company and want to change their career or move up the ladder, because your brain is always hiding so much stuff from you that you actually know, that you care about, that you, you know, the experiences you have, um, incredible value basically that's up there and that you cannot access because your brain is so focused on, you know, um, balancing out glucose levels and keeping you alive, which means you only see the really scary and, you know, boring stuff. So interview questions are such a great tool. If you have the budget one of the best investments you can make is actually hiring someone to interview you. And that will just create so much amazing content. And it'll be so fun. You'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And yeah, I I mean, that's amazing. I totally forgot I did that. And that is so cool about me. So I have, this is very improvised because again, COVID, um, I have a couple of tabs open in front of my computer with like all these questions. And I'm just going to randomly pick some that feel good and then answer them and you can do the same right so find some fun questions and answer them or even pause the recording before I answer the question and answer the question for you first question what do people misunderstand about you most hmm this is interesting. I think I've been told I come off as intimidating, which I think is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I have so much social anxiety. Um, I I won't say I'm shy. I guess I am shy in like with regards to social interaction and flirting and all, all that kind of stuff. I'm not shy when it comes to talking about, you know, work, because I think people should know the things they need to know. I'm like uh, an evangelist. But people never think I'm shy. I never, I don't think I ever come across as shy. And instead, I come across as very confident and intimidating. Um, and I think people completely misunderstand. I think the intimidating comes from maybe some patriarchal thing where humans aren't that used to someone being so confident about what they're talking about. Maybe I can also be a bit direct. Maybe that's being Dutch and being smart. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things I, I 
thing people get wrong about me most. The other thing is that people sometimes need to think I have it together, <laughs> which is so funny. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're like a coach, a master coach, and you know, you've been in business for so many years. You must have really got it together. God, no. I mean, that's the fun of it as well. There's always so many ways left in which we can grow. And also, I think my quote unquote together will never look the way people picture it together, right? Everything perfectly organized, um, time scheduled, etc., etc. So I think those are the most common um, misunderstandings about me. And let's see. My favorite holiday movie. What does it say about you? Oh my God, I love Annie. <laughs> Is that a holiday movie? It just makes me cry every single time. Um, I don't really like musicals even, but that's the thing that popped into my head. And I guess I had a pretty bad childhood, not that bad, but that whole fantasy of getting away from a horrible place and then you know, being adopted and, and ending up in this beautiful mansion. Um, yeah, I think it's what it says about me is that was my dream too, right? Even though I wasn't an orphan, but I think many of us can relate to those kind of, you know, get me out of here fantasies. I want to get to a better place, which, you know, is for many of us also a driving force in the work we do and how we want to change the world. Okay, this is another really fun question. Tell me about the three most influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Okay, so this is going to surprise you. Number one, my Latin teacher in school, Mr. Venicus. I hope he's still with us. I should check. She'd be lovely to have a chat with him. Um, he was amazing. And I didn't actually go to like... Uh, what is, is in Dutch a, a gymnasium, which is not a place to do sports in, but it's a school where they teach the classics. I went to an Athenaeum, um, but at my Athenaeum, they gave you the option to study Latin. I think even Greek, if you want to spend another extra uh, six hours after school, but that was a bit much even for me. But I opted for Latin and it was so cool because this man was basically so angry, but in a good way, in a constructive way, about the state of teaching that he just took it upon himself to educate us in what he thought was the proper way. So in all the other language classes, we didn't learn much about poetry, for example, um, about style figures, all that stuff. And he taught us everything. And he really made me appreciate poetry, love it so much to this day. I mean, I still read a lot of poetry. I love poetry. He made us memorize poems. Um, and yeah, he has just been a massive influence in my life. Just appreciating language, the importance of the words you use. I think he really instilled that in me. And also <laughs> one of his maxims, I'm trying to remember what it was in Latin. Um, Neil Nimis, I think, but write in if I'm wrong. Nothing too much, right? Nothing in excess. Um, 
And I think that's also a good thing to remember. Okay, so that's, that's the first most influential human in my life. The second one, I would say, is my Aikido teacher. I no longer practice Aikido. I haven't done for a very long time, not since my daughter was born, not seriously. Um, but my sensei is uh, Wilco Friesman. And yeah, he completely changed my life again in a completely different way by helping me access my anger, my energy, my raw energy inside. So I don't know how much you know about Aikido, but there's a lot of attacking that needs to be done. And if the attack isn't proper, it's very hard to actually, you know, go through the thing you're practicing. But in able to, to be able to attack properly, you have to get in touch with anger. Well, it turned out <laughs> I had a lot of it and I was terrified of it. And I think I worked with him maybe even, I think it was eight to 10 years um, up to my black belt. And I learned so much from this amazing man. And he created this safe space, this safe dojo, which is a hard thing to do where my anger was able to surface and I was able to learn to be with it and not be terrified with it and also feel the power of it, right? To really feel energy. And I think all my Aikido training, I mean, people could say like, oh, but yeah, why did you spend so many hours on that and now you're not using it? What a waste. No, it's been incredible because I am so good at sensing other people's energy and what they need, whether it's with a group as a trainer or as a coach. And I think that is one of the things I learned from my sensei. And yeah, I so, so, so appreciate him. And let me think about the third most influential human in my life and how they, I think that would be my daughter, actually. I mean, I never thought I'd be a mom, quite honestly. I, you know, when I um, grew up and when I sort of started going to college, met my now husband, started working. I never really thought about having kids that much. Didn't think I wanted to, but then all of a sudden I did. And I got this amazing, beautiful daughter who is the most incredible teacher. Um, she's impacted me in so many ways. Like, <laughs> unconditional love people I mean you have no idea if you don't have children it's like or maybe you do if you have pets I'm, I'm, I've been told is is it can be similar but you would do anything you would give a limb right there is just no there's not even any discussion but also how to have a child love it to bits but also let go right and trust um, and let them decide things for themselves and be the human they want to be and how to not project your personal desires or even frustrations on them. I mean, that has been an incredible journey as well. And my daughter is insanely talented. I mean, she blows my mind. She makes me so hopeful for the future. Um, she's almost 16 now and already started her own business, but very like patiently, right? Not like, oh my God, I need to be a millionaire next year. No, really slowly, just building it up, learning new things, being okay with being scared. It's, yeah, I, I am humbled, proud, 
inspired and I love her so much. So three very, very influential people in my life. Um, If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? That's a very easy one. It would be Japan, people. I can't believe I haven't been for so long because that's the place I most, I think, enjoy being. I've lived in London. Um, I've lived in Amsterdam. <laughs> I'm originally from Harlem and I've traveled, you know, all over the world, but Japan, seriously. And what I love so much about Japan is a couple of things. It's the way people are incredibly considerate, which I am too. So <laughs> that works out really well. I love the way they appreciate detail. Again, something I really appreciate. Then there is the food. Hello. I mean, it's insanely good. There's crazy nature still left in Japan, right? Not so much in Holland, I have to say. And I love the the sort of mad dichotomies you get in Japan between sort of old and new. Like it's completely normal to both believe in gods and go to the temple and get charms and all the things and live in this high-tech or semi-high-tech society. Nobody sees that as a problem and I totally love that because my brain also work, works that way. I also believe in a kind of like spirit or at least I talk to my plants, right? And I also believe in science and I, yeah, I want to have both. And I don't see any problem with that. And that's another thing I absolutely love in Japan. So can't wait to visit again and eventually maybe even move there or stay there for longer periods of time. Ooh, this is another fun question. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Oh my God. So, I mean... Listen, I've studied philosophy, so <laughs> Socrates would be fun. Um, but would that be like the most juicy person to talk to? He's not really mad enough, is he? He's, he's really solid. I would actually love to talk to probably Leonardo, right? Some crazy artist whose brain just is all over the place and yeah doesn't stop at one thing and never asks like oh is it okay for me like now that I've you know uh, sort of got good at painting to now do something else entirely will will that hurt my career he just you know of course he has to do stuff for the money but he just what it does whatever the hell he wants to do so it would be so much fun to have coffee with him. But now my brain's like, this is a man. Why is it always a man? Where are all the women? So historical female figures. I think I would love to talk to some power women from the past. I've recently been diving into the... Um, Middle Ages, the late Middle Ages. And Ferdinand and Isabella, the shit they got done. I mean, they also did some horrible things, but yeah, it'd be fun having a chat with her as well. All right, what? 
is your biggest pet peeve? Hmm. Oh my God. What is my biggest pet peeve? <laughs> I have so many. I think what I really dislike is when people slurp in air between, you know, when they speak, when they say things. So, yeah. Don't do that, people. Um, what was your favorite subject in school? God, again, a lesson, of course. Remember, influential people, totally. What is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Ha, huh. that there is no such thing as a career, as in that you cannot predict anything. And your brain will tell you, right? Will tell you, like, we need to plan this shit out. Um, and sure, plan, have goals, right? Watch God laugh, right, as they say. But seriously, you cannot predict how amazing your life is going to be. And the more you're able to actually let go and sort of be open to improvise and see what happens on the journey, the more amazing stuff you actually open up to and you, you can have happen in your life. Oh, this is another really fun question. If you could start a business tomorrow, what would that business be? So if I had space and money to start another business tomorrow, what would that business be? And I think I would totally start a dating service for gifted people. I can't believe it's not already there. Maybe it's already there. <laughs> but maybe, And not just dating, right, as in love matches, but just... Seriously, finding people with brains like yours and being able to connect with them, that's such a deep need for every smart human I meet. Like all the Facebook groups I'm in, everybody's like, where are the smart people in my life? So yeah, if I could start a business tomorrow, that is totally what it would be. What occupation would you like to try? Oh, that's another fun question. What would I listen? I love, I love machines, like big industrial machines. You know, there's YouTube videos of like, it's, it's so soothing pasta making or whatever. I would love to be a machine like designer or something, which actually reminds me of a childhood dream I had, which was to be like a kinder egg designer. You know, those kinder eggs are disgusting, but never mind, I think. <laughs> um, they're chocolate eggs and inside there's a little capsule. I think it's maybe even outlawed in the U US. Maybe it's not considered safe. But I had them when I was a kid and it was just magical because there's this little capsule inside with a gift. And sometimes these gifts were like little builds maybe this is also ties into my love for Lego um, where you put something together that was actually much bigger than the capsule right and the craziest stuff came out of there so when I was little I, I wanted to be like a kinder egg designer and dream up the, the craziest stuff that could still fit into a capsule and then totally blow a kid's mind and now that I'm talking about this I'm like of course I want to be like a Lego designer hello <laughs> That would be so much fun. Also, I mean, I would love to conduct a symphony orchestra. I have some experience actually in choral conducting, but yeah. Oh my God, this is so fun. 
Um, let me see. We have time for maybe a couple more questions. What else is there? The worst job I've ever had. Okay. <laughs> I have done so many things. I've been a cleaning lady. I've, you know, typed. I'm amazing at typing because I typed so much legal stuff. You don't want to know. Um, I think the, the worst job, well, least favorite job was actually in a bar. And it wasn't so much working in the bar, although it was crazy, right? It was a student bar and it was just standing there pouring pints and then getting yelled at because <laughs> there was too much foam on them. Um, but it was at the end of the evening when we had to like clean up and that was when everybody was still smoking. It was so disgusting. We had to like clean all the ashtrays. I think that is the most disgusting thing ever. I mean, I'd much rather just be a cleaning lady without like the ashtrays. So yeah, such a fun topic to leave you with, right? But can you see like how doing this, how interviewing yourself can be such a great way to draw things from your past and things that are inside you, things that are your strength and that your brain is hiding from you. So give it a go. Just Google great questions to ask yourself um, and do this and let me know what you find. Have an amazing week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and i have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm -hmm.